0: Look at that. Thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for for coming on early as well. I really appreciate that. Well, I I was
1: having to fool around with a few settings. Okay. So I just did my business without you seeing. <laughs> is, everything, is everything set up now or, or do you want to come back later? No, and just nobody likes to be the old man who's, it's silent and they're going, just one sec and the, can you hear me?
2: We have had we have had some like iconic musicians who are older than us. Yes, on the show, and and that's exactly what it is. They get their wives to come over and start like, can you can you get this? It's 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 awesome. It's hilarious. It's awesome. It's wonderful. Yeah, I have
1: no I have no children around here right now so. to help you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Craig Northey, and welcome to the music, which is the name of this show. It is.
2: It is. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Craig, it's honestly, it's a pleasure. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I've am I'm, been a huge fan for a very long time. Uh, I know we talked about Mo Berg earlier, and we had probably talked about Mo again. And I know I said this to Mo when he was on the show, but I want to thank you for, to me, one of the best albums in not even Canadian history, just history with bed bugs. I mean, even, you know, really weird feeling, uh nest just as awesome, but bed bugs, I could just like I could just put that on and, and I'm sure, sure I got it back here behind me in the vinyl. It just like front to back over and over, oh. over. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank
2: you for saying so.
1: I appreciate it. It's nice when it
0: connects like that.
2: Very,
0: yeah, very much. The, the funny thing was, is when Greg told Mo that his favorite album was Bed Bugs. Like, Mo- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: That was my favorite part. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mo, 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 was that, I think that was the question that Mo didn't appreciate.
2: Yeah. That's, that's where you had to squirm and get out of
0: it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, was on that album.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: well, that's what, around when I met Mo. Somewhere around there.
2: You guys played together a bit around that time, right?
1: Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the next record. Okay. We did a tour, Odds of a Happiness tour across uh, Canada.
0: Well, Craig, listen, first off, congrats on the new album, Crash the Time Machine. Um, Thank you. There was also, what was it, Man Machine Poem by the Tragically Hip, And I I know Rob Baker worked on, was it the album cover? Yes, he
1: did. Yeah, Rob and I have a long history of collaboration. We have a band called Stripper's Union. And uh, during COVID, we also released a double album, which was ambitious. And no one really knew what happened. No one knows what happens to albums now, do they? They just come out and then they disappear <laughs> so we put out wisely we put all our chips on 29 black and there you go just nice. put out a double album so that was our third strippers union album so in in that on that record rob did all the artwork and he he i don't know if people know that he's been part of the artwork on most all of the hip records mm-hmm. and uh, he's a great painter so I asked him to do some illustrations for this one. And he said, yes.
0: Oh, nice. So why, the question I want to ask, you guys have been around since the late 80s, early 90s, is when the, the first album uh, mm-hmm. came out. Uh, I know you guys sort of took a break um, a while ago, and you guys have come back together. What keeps What keeps odds, you know, playing music and you know coming up with with new songs as well not just relying on on some of the hits um i don't think i, I don't
1: think any of us think oh we've already done something good so why do mm. not do any more you're always thinking creatively about the next thing you want to do and that urge has never gone away i don't think it will um so we sometimes it's a little fractured because everybody's off doing different things and stuff. And it's hard to get together. We don't all live in the same town. Mm-hmm. And um, then when we're all together, it just happens. We um, Why we're still doing it is because we love it and we get along great. And um, I always say I, I, I get sort of giddy and excited still that when I know there's a show coming up.
0: Nice. You now You guys have just, are you guys still on the road? Because I know you played recently yeah. in Ontario. Somewhere. Yeah,
1: it's not not the same now, it seems, in, uh, to be on the road. You know, we don't go out hmm. for six weeks at a time. We go out and do a couple things, go home, go out, do a couple things. So we did play, uh, yeah, we were close to you. We played at the Kitchener Blues Fest there uh, a little while ago. How was that? awesome it was great it was full of people and they were happy and it was a is in a tent so you know you're a child it's
2: almost a circus really <laughs> nice i remember, remember uh i remember uh what was it january 2019 at the danforth seeing you guys live again before we got into <clears throat> World into these right? last three years which was an amazing show in fact it's funny because i remember Stephen Page joined you, and I joked that I was just waiting for Tom Wilson to join you on stage, because it seemed like 2018, sort of the second half of 2018, and the first half of 2019 was the 12 months of Tom Wilson joining everybody on <laughs> stage during that time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, who doesn't want him? He's he's a, yeah. good, he's a good vibe, and we've been friends with Tom for a long time, too um yeah that i think weren't the pursuit on that show too it was pursuit it was it
2: was you guys yeah. In pursuit. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah that was so fun
2: that was an yeah. amazing show
1: we uh we did a good weird feeling our album um at the um horseshoe too with uh, all those friends of ours as guests vocalists on some tunes so it was really fun
0: i think during the same year maybe a little later so i mean so you you know there's a lot of names, a lot of people that, you know, we've, we've just talked about in the past five minutes only, um, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Wilson, Stephen Page, uh, Mo Berg, um, you know, you, I don't know if it's a Canadian thing that everybody sort of knows each other, or if it's a Craig and Odds thing that you get your friends involved in a lot of projects, you get yourself involved in a lot of your, your friends' projects. Um yeah what tell, tell me about this sort of theme about friends and friendship that sort of seems to go through your your career?
1: I love that question. Uh, I don't know what it is. I, I've been I think I'm a serial collaborator. I, I love in music the social aspect of it. I, I sit in isolation a lot. I, I do. and making things up. But mm-hmm. I love the push and pull and an idea coming out and being able to say, that's that's cool. Can, can I add this? or I like that. And um, different music comes out each time. So amongst all the collaborations I've done, I can't say to me that it sounds like the same thing. It sounds like something else. I mean, if my voice is on it, it might sound more like me. Uh, sometimes my voice isn't on it. But uh, I think it's just something I like. I like that collaborative aspect of being together. Ideas go quickly. There's more ideas. Um, and there's lots of laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And is there uh, is there pressure to perform? Like when you get in a room with Mo and Steve and you go, shit, man, these guys have written you know, some, some of the top pop rock songs, you know, that, you know, Canadians will sing along to their songs all the time. Um, do you ever think, I don't know if, if I belong in this room or anything like that? Oh man, the imposter syndrome is
1: heavy. I think that's mm. for, I think that's for a lot of musicians. Uh, I hope that I'm speaking for other musicians <laughs> or else I'm alone. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think that always, you always feel like the, not always, but a lot of times you feel like the weakest link or the what am i doing here but i i don't feel that kind of pressure around the people you mentioned because there's trust and i think that's what collaboration is about the best ones are where you trust the other person's opinion and you and of course they come with a pedigree that says their opinion is probably pretty good so you you trust them to to know whether your idea is not good or good and if it's not good you can't really get too uptight about it
3: mm-hmm.
2: you can't well, get- it's it's funny i take it from the other side which is to me to have yourself mo steven and chris i mean you just you have just just four iconic and i use the word pop for lack of a better word i hope you give me some leeway with that but like i mean like i said to mo i said like Mo, to me, is one of the best pop writers in, in history. To me, it's like like when I look at like Matthew Sweet or stuff like just you guys, the four of you, Matthew Sweet aside, the four of you just write some of the best pop music that I personally have ever heard ever. So um, to me, it works, which dovetailing off that, I mean, how did Explosive Hits Volume 1
0: come <laughs> about?
2: For Trans Canada Highwaymen because I, I can't wait. Like I just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm giddy when I saw the list of songs as cover yeah. Canadian covers. Yeah, I think with
1: what we're doing, which is basically playing our own, our own songs together. You know, um, the bangers as uh, the bangers. As we, call them. <laughs> we play those together. You, there's a certain, well, what do you, you do next? I mean, that's fun. It's super fun, but it's going to repeat itself. And then once you go to deep cuts, why are you doing it? <laughs> so uh, we thought, what's what's next? And we started thinking about fun projects where we didn't want have to put pressure on ourselves to write a bunch of stuff, but that would be unique. And then uh, I think maybe Chris? Came up with the KTEL idea, and uh, <laughs> so we we um, we embraced it. And it was it was COVID, so we couldn't be together. And Odd's Odd's record was finished, and um, in sort of post production. And I think everyone else I think Sloan's record was done, and uh, that's the sort of thing with the band is fitting this in the holes of everybody's uh, plan A. And um, so we started talking about what the songs would be and what everybody's favorite things were, and what the we had to have some rules. It was between like 1968 and 73, kind of thing, and
3: Hmm.
1: and just kind of um, you know we gave a little bit of leeway. I think there's a couple outliers, but we um, we just started sending each other guide tracks, and then I aggregated the tracks here. And we had a document about who's done what and said, oh, we're missing this. What about you play the flute, Stephen? You know, all this kind of stuff. And we'd collect all the stuff here and then put it all together. And that's what it is. It sounds it sounds pretty cool.
2: That's awesome. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear it. Thanks.
0: Is there a favorite yeah. song from that upcoming album of yours that you like? There's a sentimental favorite
1: for me, which is uh, – Bim's Can't Catch Me, which probably wasn't as huge a hit as some of the other songs in Canada, but it still was a big single. And when I was a kid, it was on the radio here in Vancouver, probably more because he was a West, a BC guy. And he later changed to his actual name, which is Roy Forbes, and has had a, a long career as a Canadian musician of note and writer. And, um, when when i when i listen to that song it's that moment beside my am radio that's beside my bed as i'm going to bed and he's on there with the beatles he's on there because i'm old and a lot of people <laughs> like that i couldn't differentiate when i was a kid the difference between him and the beatles uh, like who they're all on the radio
2: yeah. so uh,
1: eventually he was uh, another dad at my kids elementary school and uh, that blew my mind, and we became friends. So that that wow. song, that song's an important uh, contribution for me. I love playing it.
2: That's ai I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go back and listen. I, I just off the top of my head, I can't think of it. Yeah. And again, I, like, but but again, I was an east coast, a like, Toronto kid. So it's like I know when I talk to my wife, who grew up in Vancouver, like we talk about. Again, we grew up in the same time frame as mm-hmm. you're talking about. You know, listening to to radio as kids and there's songs she knows from the West coast by Canadian artists that yep. mm, I sort of know on the periphery and vice versa. There's songs that I know from out here that she's like, yeah, I sort of remember that as a kid. I don't know. All right.
1: Yeah, I know. And it's it, organically in music, there was a lot more regionalism yeah. in, in the past. And, you know, I still have to have arm wrestles over Vancouver punk scene versus Toronto, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. So yeah, just like an important arm wrestle and uh, you know I have to I have to practice my arm wrestling (laughs) But the punk scene here was
0: really awesome yeah before before we started recording I don't know if you were joking but you know you said oh I don't want to play that song again Um, do you have Craig a a, are there songs odd songs that you oh we got to play this again or do you enjoy playing no. all of your hits? Oh, my gosh. Yes,
1: I do. And I i don't have that feeling of... I've never had that feeling. I thank those songs for all mm. they did for me every time I do it. And I, I don't think I've ever... Yeah, there's a couple times I may have sleepwalked through them, like when you're driving to mm. the convenience store and you scare the shit out of yourself because you realize you're there and you don't remember driving there. But... Um, I, not often, usually I'm just enjoying every note. I I think when we took a hiatus with the band, it made every note more valuable when we returned to doing this. Mm. And uh, it made everything more valuable because sometimes Mm. you go, "Eh, I'm really lucky to do this. That's true. So So when I was saying that it was in reference to the highwaymen, like, um, When when you look down at the set list and you see that I'm an adult now's coming up and yeah. and underwhelmed and Brian Wilson and then there's your song sitting there you go <laughs> let's get no let's just skip it skip it let's. <laughs> way more fun to to play road hockey and say yeah yeah I'm I'm Jonathan Taves you know yeah it's way more fun to do that I hear you um, Greg are you hearing like a, a beeping or is that yeah. just a yeah i thought it was inside my head yeah, that's uh, good. i was i was hearing it too i think it's an alert from my phone no worries that's all right yeah but my phone isn't on so it's coming through my computer zoom so zoom catastrophes happens, everybody out there when it happens your eggs are done <laughs>
2: <laughs> speaking of zoom yes you yeah. had a story that you shared with us before that i would love for you to share if you don't
1: mind oh yes it was <laughs> it was stephen page great little stephen page has a live from home show that he does uh in in uh, from his hometown it's no longer in his home it's in his in his studio but um he invented it during covid when we all didn't know what the hell to do and and he built up a big community and he's on sh- coming up, he's doing show 110. Wow. So he, he's really stuck with it, and it's kind of a unique thing, so I encourage anyone to tune in and check it out. But early on in the first few shows, the whole idea of the Zoom platform for something like that was pretty new. And he um, he, he was singing a song and he wanted everyone to sing along with him. So he said, "Hey, everybody, unmute." There was about 800 people on the show, and they all unmuted at the same time. And the sound was, it was like a wolf pack being hit by a semi-truck being hit by an asteroid. It was so freaking amazing. And he just held up his arms, and the whole world was feeding back. And then somebody managed to hit the button to turn everybody off. He still rec- re- he still refers to it as the great unmuting.
0: That's amazing.
2: That's that amazing. A, oh my god, that's hilarious. Craig,
0: is that is that a guitar behind you? What? <laughs> Why would I have a guitar? As it some musicians look. Wait, look at it. Hey, what is what is that? This little old 1963
1: Barney Castle. I don't know. Does it sound like a guitar? Yeah. you? It <laughs> it's out of tune.
0: You want or to play do something? Want, did you want me to play something? Yeah. Like? Let's yeah. That let's play a awesome. little, a little something. Something.
1: Okay. Um. How about I sing something from Crash the Time Machine?
0: Sounds That's great. Awesome.
1: Okay.
2: Should I tell a little story about it? Yeah. That would Be fantastic. He's gonna, he, see, normally kareem asks these questions but he's see, like totally dropping the ball right now <laughs> as, as, as the host but go ahead sorry, <laughs> go
1: ahead I, I was just you know that little dinging that we've been hearing about the eggs and stuff that's just kareem sending me telepathic messages and it's just <laughs> overloading the zoom so um so surprising that you asked about this guitar let's see can you hear the guitar now <laughs> yeah okay so uh, i'll talk about you ask me a question about the song so
0: craig what song are you gonna play
1: i hadn't thought about it (laughs) (laughs) um i'm gonna play i think it's the last song on the record because that's how i party um it's called somehow in a dream and uh over the course of writing this record, we lost a few important people in our lives. And, and as you alluded, we have a lot of friends and collaborators. And Gord Downey was one. So you can, when you listen to the record, you can hear a song that might be attributed to the things that our friends went through in that regard. And another person we lost was John Mann. And John was in Spirit of the West. And, uh, John and I met when we were about 18 or 19 in the music scene here and and been friends our whole lives. So that was huge. You know, Doug Elliott Pernod's played on John's solo stuff, and um, our families are really tight. Our children are all, you know, a whole generation of friends. And you talked about friends earlier. So mm-hmm. I will say something that we discovered in the last few years is how important that is. Um, Musicians don't have a lot of support systems. There's a lot of new charities and things that are starting to deal with um, when you run into trouble. Because oftentimes, you don't make a lot of money, and you don't have the resources to handle catastrophes in your life. But you realize the m- people you met along the way, the people you collaborate with, your friends, are that support system. Yeah, and. Uh, So we'll send this out to Johnny. It's called Somehow in a Dream.
3: Love goes to buildings on fire and it flies to you. You sleep as the smoke Curls around you and soldiers salute. You're the front man we all need. Your heart is true. We shrink the spaceship and climb in, cause we are your crew. We can reach you, we can reach you Somehow in a dream You're watching TV snow We're sending in a team Down the river of imagination fueled by the beer through the white wall follow the music and tune out the fear rest of us are on the outside but never lost within set a course for The heart of hearts and let the games begin We can reach you, we can reach you Somehow in a dream You're watching TV snow We're sending in a team so tell the nightmare clouds to part and beam us down, beam us down. When we land somewhere on the sand, we'll swim out and look at the clouds. Make me laugh at the saddest part get me in trouble, too. Red lipstick and she smiles at you. Throws her arms around you. Throws her arms around you. The rest of us are at the party blowing up balloons. Behind the white wall Hear the band play the whole of the moon The whole of the moon We can reach you We can reach you Somehow in a dream You're watching TV snow You're sending in a team Somehow in a dream. Somehow in a dream. Yeah.
0: Come on!
2: Jesus! Oh, wow! Oh! <laughs> uh. Fantastic! Uh. tough one that's hard that's hard to listen to i can't even imagine
1: thank you for sharing that yeah it's getting more possible i I had a harder time doing it before but you know time wounds all heals as nick lowe would say
0: (laughs) wow Mm -hmm. that's a great song just a fantastic song thank you Uh, yeah you're welcome you're welcome
1: um it was it was great to record because because of COVID and stuff, and you can sort of mail it around. Um, Kendall Carson played fiddle on it, who had a long history playing with those guys, and um, and um, Matt Kelly as well played, plays with City and Collar and Alexis on Fire, and and um, also as a friend of the family, and um, Jeffrey Kelly from Spirit of the West, John's uh, comrade in arms all those years,
0: sang mm. with me. Wow, wow! So is it like a duet.
1: Yeah, well, he he played. He sang backing vocals. He's a little. Yeah. He, he has some gravitas to his voice. So if you listen hard, you can hear him. Wow!
2: <laughs> oh, lovely! A lovely tribute. Lovely. Yeah,
0: tribute. for sure. Um, as you can tell, we're not professional, so I don't know how to make this switch into any other <laughs> questions. I love that. I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> um. We have a segment, Craig, called Lost Venues. We like to uh, discover places that no longer exist, but hear stories from, you know, venues that either have a funny story, a sad story, uh, a horror story. So I'm curious, Craig, if if you have a, a, such a venue in mind.
1: Well, yeah. Well, back in the vaudeville days, <laughs> ah, um, <laughs> yes. It was Slappy's Beef Bar. <laughs> um, no, it was a, I, I was just sort of flashing to the very first odd show, which would have been at, at the Savoy in Vancouver, which was a great upstairs bar, a meeting place where I would go to hang out with John Mann or any any of those people. It was the place, that place and a place called the Town Pump were, and the Railway Club, those three, that triumvirate of clubs um, were the places where, I, I don't know what to do tonight. I'm just gonna go there and find a friend you know you know you'll walk in and somebody mm. you know is there and uh, the Savoy we was our first gig November 25th 1987 and uh, Paul Brennan, an original drummer in, in odds had uh, had his drums a couple weeks earlier burned in a fire at another gig a hall burnt down. And, and that he was playing and lost his drums. And none of us had a pot to piss in. So um, our friend Pat Stewart, who later joined Odds, well, has been in Odds now for, I don't know, 26 years. But he, uh, he, he loaned um, Pat these beautiful Ludwig drums, vintage Ludwigs with a giant kick drum, all sparkle silver. Uh, and so we had these cool drums for our first show. And there was kind of a buzz that night. I mean, people kind of knew we were all the weird person from every band in Vancouver that were finally together, and um, and there was going to be some kind of energy that night. And uh, so it was packed, and it was really exciting. I remember it being a good, a great gig. And when I get excited, I get excited. So I stood, I stood on the drum kit, and it was on a riser too. And I stood on the kick drum. And Pat was in the audience. They were his drums. I stood and I was staring at Paul on the kit. And I thought, I'm going to make this chai pig level leap right now. I'm just going to go for it. And if I break both my legs, whatever. So I pushed down to get a launch point, And I feel the whole kick drum collapse like an orb underneath me, like, like go Go into an ellipse, <laughs> and then I launched myself off it. I got a lot of air and came down on the stage. But I, I, I realized I turn around and I look, and Pat's just like this. I, for you, those of you just listening, it's that <laughs> face from Edvard Munch, Munch's uh, Silent Scream. <laughs> you know, he he was just like he just shat himself because <laughs> they were you know. Lovely old vintage drums. And I went, Oh my God. Uh, and I had that. I hope I didn't break them. Anyway, the drums survived. And Pat's been playing. Pat had two different tenures in Brian Adams' band. And so those drums, those very drums, are out with Brian Adams right now playing arenas. They're look fine. At, they're they're
2: fine. Wow. Well, look at that. Wow. That's. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I, it, I, as, you, as you're telling the story, I'm like, oh my God, I can see where this is going. So that's, that's, uh, wow. Yeah, um, you knew yeah, sure. I was
1: going to do something bad to those drums when I described them so nicely. See, I'm not professional either.
2: <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, one of the questions we'd love to ask our guests before we wrap things up is um, what are you listening to lately? What's in your earbuds, earpods, headphones, whatever that people should be checking out? New World. Well, I'll just
1: go what I was listening to yesterday. Uh, Jonathan Stout, he's a swing guitar player. I I heard about him on a a podcast, such as this, and then I just went down listening to his stuff, and I thought he's amazing. But that's, I think, how it is now. It's fractured, and I I'm listening to all kinds of things all the time. Um, so. I'm a little stymied to come up with a big list.
2: No, I appreciate that. No, no, no. Just like, like, just even one thing that our our listeners can check out and explore and learn. So it seems it seems a little indulgent, but
1: I I rediscovered an album that I worked on, um, recently by Wendy Bird, which would be really obscure. So if you look up Wendy Bird, Natural Wonder, it's a whole bunch of people. Playing in a room like fifteen people at once. It was cut live like that, and it's uh, all the songs were Jeffrey Hatcher songs. He was in the Big Beat and in the Blue Shadows, and uh, and Wendy sang them beautifully. And I just realized how much I loved it. Right. You know, sometimes you're actually on something you love.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. That's Neil Young playing the V, isn't it? He's playing something. Oh yeah, I think he's playing the V. Yeah,
2: he hated that guitar, but I love it. <laughs>
0: I'm actually surprised
2: Green didn't bring up Neil Young during this podcast. I
0: this well, time. I was going to ask, like, play a Neil Young song. I can tell thing. you, <laughs> I can tell you a really good Neil Young story. We're still recording, sure. Craig.
1: So let's go. <laughs> okay. I don't know what to reveal about it. I I went everything. See, I went to see neil when he did the shocking pinks and trans together like he started off doing trans i've seen him in, a few times but that was this this where the story came from and i was on an, in an altered state and okay. um, neil played the, the trans thing was amazing he he did that he did a lot of the hits with people in the darkness around him the classic players that you, you would think of. And then he ended with the Shocking Pinks, like a full white suited thing, big rockabilly band. It was fantastic. <clears throat> and during the the um, show, he had an announcer backstage who was interviewing people. And in the intermission, he said he'd do it like a sportscaster. How's it going, Neil? How do you feel? And Neil would say, you know, I I think I ate too close to the show. So it was a little bit logie but it's picking up now. And uh, anyway, it was really good-hearted and well-executed show and I was enjoying it on so many levels in an interdimensional way and my friend we had got scalp tickets and he was up in another section and I was on the floor and I went to meet him afterwards and I he said I said how was it where you were and he says great I was sitting with Neil's family I said wow that's cool because he has family in Vancouver and uh And I said, what's that on your leg? We were young. And and he said, I don't know. They gave it to me and stuck it on my leg. I said, I think that's a backstage pass. And so he said, really? Well, let's go backstage then. So we went down into the tunnels in the Pacific Coliseum and uh, met this really old, crusty security guy. Just one person there. There was no one else there. And uh, he, uh, he said, well, you need two of those and uh, i said well we had two of those but you know mine fell off i feel it terrible and the guy let us in so the two of us went backstage and there was nobody there in the dressing rooms one said neil young one said the shocking pinks and there was a big garbage can in the middle and of the of this this landing and we opened up the garbage can and inside was ice and beer so we just started having some beer and all of a sudden the band starts coming out of the dressing rooms and we're holding the beer and we've got the thing open and, uh, I'm standing there with my program, you know, and uh, cause they used to sell programs, uh, and, um, Neil comes out and all his family are there. And I end up standing in this circle with Neil and his family right beside Neil. And they're talking about what they're going to do tonight and how's everybody doing and stuff. And he looks at me, and and I, of course, look kind of crazed. And I asked him if he could sign my program, and he did. And I just had this feeling that I could talk to this guy, and he looked so strange to see in person. I'd never seen a famous person like that mm-hmm. right beside me, someone I, I had on my poster on my wall that I was, you know, I'd never seen them standing right beside me. And I said, you know, Neil. Well, your head is much bigger in person than it is in pictures and he paused for a second and he went "Ah!" and he just started laughing and he's slapping me on the back and going oh my god we're gonna and he looks at me and he goes we're gonna go to fresco's which is this all night um restaurant in that it's now gone speaking of venues that are now gone in Vancouver, on Robson Street. And he goes, we're going to go to Fresco's. You want to go to Fresco's? And I go, yeah. And he says, OK, see you there. I didn't go. Oh. I didn't go. I figured that was it. And that was my moment. So I capped the story off there. But what a lovely guy. He just he just died, though. thought that was funny. <laughs>
2: Your head looks uh, great. That's awesome. That is awesome.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. They. I'm, I'm glad you told that story, because there's a... There's that saying, right? You never want to meet your heroes because they just might disappoint you. And you sort of. Oh, no. Steve, put Steve. Me,
1: put me at ease. Steven Page has met him a bunch of times and hung out with him and says the
0: same things. Just wonderful guy. That so. is awesome. That is so awesome to hear. Thank Craig, you. thank you so much for joining us uh, today. We really appreciate yeah. it. It's um, been an honor, Craig. Thank you. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank you for asking me. Nice yeah. to meet
0: you guys. Hopefully
1: I'll meet you again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, hopefully we see you live uh, yes. at, at, a, at, a, at a show, uh, whether it's here in Toronto or, or somewhere else. But um, mm-hmm. before you go, just to let people know, uh, go and get the latest album uh, by uh, Odds. You can get that at oddsmusic.com. Crash the Time yep. Machine on vinyl, CD, digital yep. download, Cassette? Is there a
2: cassette?
0: No cassettes. No. Saving that for Trans Canada Highway, Oh, Ah, interesting. And when?
2: When eight is... Track, eight track for trans?
1: Eight tr- <laughs> we're
0: already sold out. It's sold way. out. Sold out oh, already. Perfect. Uh oddsmusic.com. Our guest has been Craig Northey from Odds. Thank you again for joining us. This has been a pleasure. A blast. Thanks for having me.